hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. What's up, what's up, what's up, Delora? Hi, Ashley. New day, new recording. How goes it? Great. I had a great weekend. I got a chance to go to Michigan, see my family. Very nice. Um, Shout out to my dad and my mom. I love you so, so, so much. And shout out to the babies (laughs) and the cousins and the aunties and uncles. It was a good time. And um, I like to shout out Nina from church. She goes to David's church. She is a fan from the very beginning. <laughs> like she listened to our Tina Turner recap. Like, okay. Yeah, that's been that. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she gave me some constructive criticism. She basically feels like our intro isn't like how we are once the mic is on she feels like it's a little too polished and I was like oh that's interesting Hmm. so you know thank you Nina we always love comments and feedback and so Ashley and I will definitely discuss that later but she was so wonderful she was telling anyone in earshot about the podcast and if I had the capabilities of turning red I was probably tomato red (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're happy. You get flushed, you know? Yeah. I loved it. So kind of her. Really appreciate it. So kind. So Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yay for family time. I am handling, not handling. That sounds like I don't like it. I am (laughs) having some wonderful family time as well with my wonderful mother. She has been hanging with me going strong. So We've been getting into some things and still have a few more days to go. So I always try my best to find new adventures and activities, but it gets harder and harder for people who have been visiting for years. So I got to step my game up (laughs) for some of these visits. And uh, I know my mom enjoys her time in Florida, if for no other reason than obviously seeing her favorite child. But I digress. I'd be, right? God forbid my brother was listening to this, <laughs> but welcome guys to another episode. It is our usual Thursday quick headlines and hot topics episode. So we will be diving into some of the pop culture celebrity stuff that's going on. But first, I just wanted to start with an acknowledgement and prayers out to the family of Ralph Yarl. It's not lost on us when these things, as we've said many times, are going on. It's not what we center our show on, but I just feel like this one was definitely worth acknowledging 
Yes. He is, for those who are unfamiliar, the 16-year-old who was shot in the head and in the chest or the arm. I've heard accounts of both accidentally going to the wrong address to pick up his sibling, shot through the glass door of the homeowner. Um, and miraculously, it seems like he's doing very, very well with his recovery. But obviously, yes. there will still be emotional scars. There's still a court case pending with the um, 84-year-old man who was the one who shot him. So I just wanted to extend prayers and love to that family and to those who are impacted. And I mean, honestly, including us, like anytime as a Black person, and hopefully people in general will feel this way if you're a decent human being. But particularly right. as a Black person in America, these incidents hit so hard. And it never gets easier. It just it, it just makes me more sad and more anxious about yeah. living in this country. We see and recognize his humanity. Like there's the picture of him playing an instrument in band. Like... I knew plenty of 16-year-olds, Black boys playing the bass clarinet or clarinet, what have you. You know, it's just it just takes you back to he's someone's child. You're 16. You're, you're a child. So I, it's senseless, Ashley, and absolutely heartbreaking. And based off of the accounts that I've read and heard about, I just... It's just one of those things where I'm sure he's like, I don't even know what I what I did, right? Because it just came out of freaking nowhere. He did nothing. He did nothing. He did nothing. And to have to hear about uh, the various things that he has going on to try to justify why his life is valuable. His life is valuable just because he's living and breathing. Exactly. Devastating. So definitely prayers and love to, like I said, the family, to Ralph and to everyone who's impacted Take some time for yourself if you need it. All right, guys, let's move on. Let's go ahead and get into our quick headlines and hot topics for the day. It's not necessarily going to be sunshine and rainbows today. There are some additional hard things to kind of talk mm -hmm. about that are going on. And the next one is no exception, which we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And we mentioned giving updates. So there have been some updates that have come out. And that is about Jonathan Majors. Um, within the last hour, actually, of our recording, there is a post on the Shade Room citing Variety as a source that multiple alleged abuse victims are now cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Jonathan is scheduled to appear in court on May 8th. There have been subsequent articles about him being dropped from various campaigns by his um, representatives from his management team. I have an article up from Vulture that literally the title is Everything Jonathan Majors Has Been Dropped From. His management team reportedly, which is Entertainment 360, and his PR team at the Letty Company. As far as film and television roles, he will no longer star in the film adaptation of the Walter Mosley novel, The Man in My Basement, or be considered for the Otis Redding biopic, Otis and Zelma. As far as deals that he had in the works, we already heard, know about the U.S. Army postponing a campaign, but also the MLB's Texas Rangers have removed Jonathan from their 2023 ad campaign that was set to debut this week. Additionally, Valentino and Jonathan Majors have mutually agreed that he will no longer attend this year's Met Gala. Apparently, he's also stepping down from the Gotham Film and Media Institute board 
and its Sydney Portier initiative in terms of nonprofits and other endeavors. These pieces of information have been slow to come out. And also to your point, I think, Delore, you mentioned before we actually started recording, without a whole lot of context or information. So what are your thoughts as we're receiving more news about the fallout career-wise for him? And also, what are you thinking that we will see when he actually does go to court on the 8th? It's over. I think all the momentum, he had so much momentum, Ashley. I mean, we were singing his praises because we were excited for his talent. But if any of these allegations are true, and at this point, they they don't have to be true because the silence from the initial arrest and the domino effect of him losing all of these endorsement deals and projects, he's at a deficit. And like we said in our last conversation about this too, those those text messages did not help him. So I don't know why his legal counsel decided to share those, but yeah. It's not looking too good. And there's also rumors that he's been dropped by his representation. um, PR. I mentioned that. Yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, this doesn't look great. If Olivia Pope couldn't (laughs) swing this. Rightfully so, right? If, If these allegations are true. It's rough. The biggest conversation career-wise for him that people have still been speculating about is the whole Marvel situation and whether they'll recast him. I even saw an article where they were saying they would be looking to recast him with, um, what's the actor's name from Snowfall? Damson, with a, with a Damson Idris type if they were to recast. But apparently there have been zero conversations about Marvel recasting him at this time, right? But to your point, and I just want to clarify in case I didn't say it in our first conversation. I am always on the side of victims of mm-hmm. abuse and Absolutely. sexual assault and all of these various things. And the conversations about his career don't negate that. You know, I think what I'm expecting now from this court case, given this additional information about them kind of finding other abuse victims and them coming forward is that there's going to be some shocking revelations i'm sure um that we start to see because everybody has been so silent and i think it's going to be a mounting situation similar to some of the other cases we've seen of people where it's been like one ship fail and then all these other people came out of the woodwork that's what it's starting to feel like to me I always am reminded of when Tyra Woods hit that tree, all those, all his mistresses fell out. I'm like, that's why his wife was chasing him after with the golf club. Yeah. But I mean, I even just watched the last installment of, you know, surviving R. Kelly and that situation yes. and all of the victims of that. And over the years, deep. how more and more people obviously have felt more comfortable coming out and discussing it due to the support and the acknowledgement of the wrongdoing of this individual, right? Especially once once some of these 
people, men in particular in Hollywood reach these points of power and control, then you are yep. more fearful of the repercussions of coming out and speaking your truth. So you know, there's a lot of people behind, like once you get that level of memento, like that he had a list celebrity, you're a machine and you're yep. supporting a lot of people. Yep. And so, yeah, that's how unfortunately file behavior gets brushed under the rug and you notice too in this case you haven't seen support from celebrity friends from the industry people that he was close to any of that because I think but was there he is, close to any of them? I, I mean, at least one would think like a Michael B. Jordan, some of those folks who he's been in pivotal roles with and who has said that this is a friendship, right? But I think because there's been so little information, at least publicly, I'm not sure how much information those folks have either besides like, well, this is my friend and I thought he was different than what it appears to be, so... Are they friends or coworkers at this point? I, I at this point, I'm sure they're like that was just my coworker. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I can't I'm being vouch silly, for, that, but for that person. I agree. No one has said anything no on one. his behalf. Journey, Michael B. Right, like, Journey from no um, one. Lovecraft. Yeah, from your show. Yeah. So, it's not looking good. Is really the latest update, and if all of this is true then i hope justice is absolutely served for all the victims in this case so he talked about having a scrappy past and i wonder how he managed to speak so freely on that with no one saying anything about it like in terms of the relationships he's had in the past well i think people have i think they just some of that stuff just hasn't been taken very seriously probably because it wasn't loud enough and it wasn't big enough compared to the momentum again that he's been having and that we've been seeing. Mm. There's probably been people who have tried to silence it, pay people off. Who knows what all would have possibly been going on behind the scenes in a scenario like that. So, And, you know, in terms of Marvel, it's not going to be the first time they recast a superhero or a character. I'm thinking about Terrence Howard being substituted in for Don Cheadle yep they didn't care about whether or not they looked alike or anything but the role has been recast and Don Cheadle has had a job since 2010 no I don't know the exact date but yeah it would definitely be not not a major thing for them I'm sure so we'll provide any additional updates as this um moves on guys especially following um like I said more information and and court case um information that's released so let's move on to our next quick headline and that is jamie fox jamie fox remains hospitalized in georgia uh nearly a week after his daughter revealed that he had experienced a medical complication his daughter had shared on instagram that her father had experienced a health-related incident but did not specify what had occurred She added that due to quick action and great care, her father is on his way to recovery. It was reported last week that he was hospitalized and undergoing medical tests. When I first saw this, I thought it was just like, oh, it was just a, you know, health scare. He'll be fine. He'll bounce back quickly. Now that he's been 
in the hospital for a longer period of time, once I started seeing all the various celebrity posts, wishing him well, hoping for the best, and then subsequently seeing them using doubles, like body doubles for him to kind of finish out filming, I was like, how serious is this really? It's actually quite terrifying, in my personal opinion, to see the type of tributes he's been getting online, because it makes you wonder like what happened mm-hmm. what happened you know people are speculating and saying that it could have been a stroke but whatever this medical complication was it's i just hope he's okay and like i said all of our faves talk about support compared to the first topic of conversation we had today he has had everyone mm-hmm. pouring out love I think some of my favorite tributes came from Garcelle as well as B. Scott. B. Scott talked about, you know, making that transition from a YouTuber to, you know, much more. And he said, Jamie Foxx was one of the first people that shouted B. Scott out. And so, yeah, praying for a, a quick and healthy recovery with quality of life because, you know, your health is so important. Yeah. And Jimmy Fox has always been so private. I think that's another reason why it shocked me because I wouldn't have even known he had medical issues. Right. I don't, I've realized, I don't know much about Jamie Fox. He might not have. He, he might not have, but he also could have. Right. Like, yeah, right. He's not someone that I ever really hear or see much about his personal life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be certain people like a Nick Cannon, for instance, you know, he has lupus, Tony right. Braxton, other folks who, at least as far as I know, have been more open, even if they did. Like Jamie Mm Foxx doesn't talk about his romantic life besides having his daughter on shows and producing with him now. I don't feel like we would just, we just wouldn't know much about him. And that's totally his right to his own privacy. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. in that case, I think that's why it got to me even more because it was like, this just felt like it was so out of left field. He's still young, healthy seeming, like what happened? I need more. Because of how private he's been, it's a big deal that now is being brought to our attention because Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this must have been significant enough for someone to want to say something. And Jamie Foxx is, in my opinion, arguably one of the most talented people in Hollywood. Period. The the, the skills, the range. It's more than a triple threat. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, yes, singing... Yes, comedy. Yes, acting, songwriting, piano, piano playing. He was a star athlete. I mean, God gave him the full brush. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. So just wanted to give him some flowers and just say, you know, wishing him a very speedy recovery. And he's definitely in our thoughts and prayers as well as his family. Mm-hmm. all right delora let's move on to our next quick headline again it's not it's not a, a sunshine and rainbows episode today because we have to talk about these david cho sexual assault um comments that mm-hmm. he made and that have once again resurfaced with the success of our last recap beef yep. um i was not aware of these comments prior to selecting that show prior to doing that recap and when I saw the news which came out um I think at the tail end of last week I seriously considered whether or not we should I should still post that show like 
it was already recorded. So I was like, okay, well, the project was a great project, but this was deeply disturbing to me. So guys, David Cho, who is one of the stars of Beef, he was the role, played the role of Isaac. Back in 2014, he had a podcast called DVD ASA. On this podcast, he claims that he had a sexual encounter with a massage therapist who did not give her consent. Apparently, the first wave of backlash about this came a month after he made the comments. Then in 2017, activists spoke out against him when he gained prime real estate at the Houston Bowery Wall. And now again, resurfacing due to his star turn in beef. This is all according to an article from the Los Angeles Times. So David Cho has been a popular Korean American artist. Again, these allegations have been, I guess, circled around, but now he's using uh, copyright claims in order to get the clips of it removed from social yep. media, from Twitter, from everywhere that these are now resurfacing. He has previously said that the comments that he made were not true. He said, I never thought I'd wake up one late afternoon and hear myself called a rapist. It sucks, especially because I'm not one. I'm not a rapist. I hate rapists. We create stories and tell tales. It's not a news show. It's not a representation of my reality. It's not the place to come for reliable information about me or my life. It's my version of reality. It's art that sometimes offends people. I'm sorry if anyone believed that the stories were fact. They were not. I'm just curious as to why this would have ever been something that he would have wanted to make up, even if I actually believed he made it up, which I personally do not. And secondarily, how is this art? To claim that you forced a massage therapist to first touch your genitals without her permission and then supposedly forced her to perform oral sex and then mention that you were a successful rapist? Where's the art in that? People like to push boundaries or something. I don't know. I think it's gross and it's something that shouldn't be played with. But I feel like, you know, as you mentioned, he's an artist. I mentioned that during the the podcast, all the opening art pieces and beef um, he created. It just seems like he wants to be a provocateur, right? And the chickens are coming home to roost. Like you got to be mindful what you say. Words matter. His behavior was abhorrent, and people are calling him out on his shit. And it happens even at the height of your success in his case, but it'll definitely hinder any other projects that he's able to get in the future because people aren't going to forget that. Absolutely. I was hearing it discussed on Higher Learning still one of my favorite pods and Rachel was very upset that neither Ali or Steven or Netflix or the creator have spoken out since this information was revealed hmm. how do you feel about that it's a tricky one right similar to the Jonathan Majors allegations they're they're co-workers <laughs> like you know and Who's to say that they didn't know? I, I imagine when they vetted him, this didn't come up. Is it their responsibility to say something? I'm a, I'm on the fence on this one. Because at the same time, it's like that conversation of 
who are you willing to cancel and why? And I feel like for the people in the industry, it's we're in a new space where it's like, do you say something and then get the blowback from that good or bad? You know what I mean? Like, is it worth the risk? I think that's something everyone is still trying to determine. And I think it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. It's interesting because allegedly Steven and Allie are his friends and they are the reason why he was brought on this project. So whether or not they knew, couldn't tell you 100%, but it is it is an interesting thought as to whether or not it is the responsibility of those on the cast, creators, Netflix, all of that to speak on this. Because in many situations, we we have had the expectation that people should speak up and stand against things that are um, particularly violent or um, criminal or uh, any of that, which, again, if what he said was true, absolutely is the case. Um, obviously, these individuals have to decide for themselves what they feel they should put their, you know, comments out about. But I am aware of the same as other people have pointed out that it's interesting that this that this assault supposedly happened with a black woman. And that is this another case of black women not being considered to be as protected that it would be less of a big deal because of who it was that he assaulted so that's not lost on me whatsoever I agree that it's tricky but I think that people celebrities everybody has to decide what their line is what the things are that they're going to stand up and be 10 toes down about if one of my co-workers told a tale of sexually assaulting somebody raping somebody that's not it's not necessarily a a a gray issue for me personally I feel like it's one of those things where unless charges have been placed you know judge jury and all that maybe people feel more comfortable having a say like having it go through the due process but but there is even nuance to that, right? Because you don't necessarily have to come out and indict him. You can come out and say, if what he said was true, obviously that is abhorrent. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking it from their perspective is like, do I want to step in this shit or not? <laughs> and again, I'm not taking anything away from Ali and Steven having the right to decide what they feel they should or should not speak about. People are going to feel some type of way to your point. If they do, people are damn sure feeling some type of way that they're not. So they can let those chips fall. But I'll tell you, I will not be supporting any projects that he's working on moving forward. I feel comfortable with that. Absolutely. All right, Delora, let's move on to our final quick headline. And that is speaking of Ali Wong. Not the best segue to talk about her dating life, but here we are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In shocking news, at least to me, apparently Ali Wong is dating Bill Hader. Again, that was the thing too. Again, allegedly they had started dating previously in the fall of last year and then stopped and now are back on. This comes after she is 
filed for divorce from her husband of eight years, who she apparently still has a great friendship and relationship with. And he sells t-shirts at her. He's going to be her tour manager. He's, yeah. He's going to be her. I mean, she said they're best friends. Very unconventional. Yep. And we just spoke about Bill Hader as well and his apparently big dick energy that um, <laughs> Rachel Bilson and others miss. But it, 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 it makes sense in one regard because they're both in the comedy community and that mm-hmm. understanding and that small world. Yeah. And apparently their friends like protected their relationship from getting public and all of that to protect her during, you know, the, any backlash, I guess, from her and her divorce proceedings and all of that. But, you know, the first person I thought of when I heard this was her mother, because I remember her telling the tale of how her mother was not she was de- like devastated about her getting a divorce in in the first place she was like can you not just wait till i die like, oh my that was her mother's reaction so i'm like so i wonder what your mother thought when you announced that you're dating this this new guy so what did you think about about this coupling i thought huh i can see it she likes tall men apparently um they're funny. I wonder how their dinners are. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like their banter is going to be very similar to the parents of the recap we're going to be doing for next 1, week. 1,000%. <laughs> 1,000%. I feel like the only thing that might be hindering in their relationship is their work schedule. I mean, you know, well, they apparently- are happy, healthy, consenting adults. Apparently, she is getting that man to take a vacation because he brought up the fact that his girlfriend said he has not been on a vacation in 10 years. So he thinks he needs to go. So I guess he's making an effort on the work schedule thing. But does that mean he's going to join her on tour? Is it going to be a whole family affair with the ex-husband and the children? They're dating. They're not engaged. Like, who think, you know? Some people Have jump fun. in. Keep it light. Some people jump in two feet. He's 44, she's 40. They like That's listen. True. We may be we we know what it is. He got kids as well. So three. Three of them. You know, it is what it is. We grown. Lucky for him. Allie is beautiful and she has been killing this promo tour. Like, she's so cute. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but she's a she's a beautiful woman. She is. She definitely is. We'll see what happens with these. I saw somebody wrote a comment, something saying like, oh, he uh, not loves them and leaves them necessarily. But I think similar to like a common comment or something where it's like just non-committal, has these great women and then drop some type of comment or energy. So they were like, stay away from Ali. He's not one that, you know, keeps them type thing so we'll see it's life we'll see what happens let's move on to our two hot topics of the day delora our first one let me start off with saying y'all i have not watched this show since season one so i am so out of the loop but these headlines are everywhere i haven't watched it since season two because i realized i'm like oh we're on season four On season freaking four and the more popular than ever, apparently. Apparently, yeah. So guys, in case you're not aware, Love is Blind is the show we're talking about on Netflix. 
they were supposed to have a live reunion special on Sunday, but that ish went left. Apparently due to a surge of 6.5 million viewers trying to tune in and watch this. So for some people, they were able to catch the live stream an hour late. For others, it was an entire day later. They could not stream it till Monday. So the internet, you know, internet was internetting. People were in shambles talking about, oh, this is why we should continue to have broadcast television because y'all on the streaming side haven't figured it out yet. Netflix said, oh, you know, we thought we had the bugs figured out since we did the whole Chris Rock live special last month, but apparently not. We still got more to figure out and fix. But the reunion, I mean, for people who enjoy this show, I've just heard that it just was not very entertaining in general. So one of the biggest criticisms was the hosts, was Nick and Vanessa. Number one. Apparently Nick was mute. Apparently Vanessa was playing favorites and was talking over people and had terrible segues. There's even a petition that has thousands upon thousands of people signing it to replace them. Biggest uh, candidates, Cameron and Lauren from season one. One thousand percent. Like why haven't Netflix hired them? It makes no sense to me. Did you check out any of this reunion due to all the hoopla? Does this pull you back into the world of Love is Blind? What do you think about all of this media attention? Again, season four? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Internal monologue. My best friend called me and she was like, have you watched it? I'm like, girl, you know I haven't watched this season. And she was like, Vanessa needs to go I'm like really and based off of my conversation and what I've been seeing on Twitter and then especially black Twitter when I tell you all the memes of like in tweets telling Netflix to just blow on the cartridge (laughs) or turn it on or turn it off shout out to those who know about blowing on the cartridge okay Nintendo okay Sega oh my gosh but Vanessa has always been a Tyra for me and that Mm. is self-absorbed self-centered and but don't you find that don't you find that fascinating given this is what she's always done for a living and my my best friend mentioned she doesn't know how to listen and Francesca Ramsey I posted her video on Instagram into our stories she said the same thing and she's a TV producer and writer. And she, (laughs) she was like, when it comes to hosting, you have to be able to listen and read the room Mm -hmm. and not be prepared with premeditated, whatever, you know what I mean? And I think Vanessa thinks she's funny and she's not. And Nick is there for the ride and the check. He's always just been there. And this is not bashing Nick and Vanessa, but they're not America's favorite couple, but they always come as a package. And I don't know why. Well, I don't know what else Nick would do for a career now, unless they're going to do a 98 degrees reunion tour and go out with the Backstreet Boys and the four members of NSYNC. 
And I don't even like throwing boys to men in there because boys to men is, in my opinion, deserves better. Um, yes. And new kids on the block. Because otherwise, like, this is what Nick has been doing for a long time He's now. been hosting for a long time, but... And I've watched shows where he's hosted, but I don't know what it is for this show in particular that just seems... It's been off since day one. Like, season one, no one in the world knows what the show is about. But Nick and Vanessa are supposed to help us, <laughs> guide us through this journey. And they were barely on the show. They only showed up for, like, literally less than a handful of moments before the reunion. Well, sounds like I'm perhaps that was for the best. If this is the caliber of in entertainment people are saying. And part of me... I, part of me always uh feel some type of way when it's like a pal one though if I'm honest like I don't like seeing anyone get this heavily criticized uh about something that is not a you know a, a freaking crime you know what I'm saying like yeah. it makes me almost feel like it's cyber bullying a little bit once it get, reaches a fever pitch I hear that. Like, y'all can calm down just a little one. bit. No, no, no. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying, you know what I'm no. saying? Like, once you see, yeah. like, a, a a swarm of people kind of within the same voice calling for somebody to do this, I'm like, okay, let's calm it down just a little bit. Like, I get you. I don't think they're the best. Trust me, they're not the worst. I get that they're not True. the best, though. And for me, Nick is from Cincinnati, Ohio, so I always yep. do feel a little bit like Nick is in my heart just a little bit hey, from the Ohio connection favorite shows he's ever hosted and produced was like this acapella reality game show where te acapella teams compete against each other that's how pentatonic became a thing oh really they won wow. forever forever and ever and ever ago <laughs> and see that makes sense with him coming from the music world like yeah. that would have made total sense like at I the said, time you know i have watched Nick and Vanessa do many things <laughs> okay and you know this is just do you think I am, do you think they they always people always want to still put them together because him and Jessica were so out in the public eye as a couple so now with him marrying Vanessa they wanted that same they were hoping for that same like chemistry I don't know um but if you think about it Nick and Vanessa, I mean, Nick and um, Jessica, they were married for what, a year or two? Like, was it only a year? It felt longer because of the it show. It did feel longer, but when I tell you. But they were together for a long time before yeah. they got married as well. So, whatever, however many years that was. Yeah, I, I don't know what the motivation is, but I am on board for. Cameron and Lauren to host. Lauren does have experience. The Hamiltons. And I think the show could benefit from a couple who's actually gone through the process. Yes. And that's what people were saying. Again, I would love to see Lauren and Cameron pick up the mantle if people feel like it's time for the Lachey's to retire. Um, I love Lauren, me some Lauren. would definitely be the front and center, though, for sure. I love but me still, some Lauren. She, I, I mean, too. but that's what she She's did. My Shout out before. to Detroit. That was what she was doing before she even got on Love is Blind, right? She was a content creator and all this. So it was a springboard for her to have an even bigger platform, which congratulations, sis. You've been successful exactly. at doing that for sure. But I would love to see it. 
So again, no, I don't like, I don't like when people pile on, but maybe y'all time has come and gone. Do they produce, are they producers on this show, by the way? You know, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they are, because I, I feel like a, since they've been doing it for so many years, like for other shows, like I can see them like, yeah, we got skin in the game. All right. Well, we'll see what happens again. Not looking very good. <laughs> for them based on these comments so let's move on to our last hot topic Delora this is one that you actually suggested and is really heating up in terms of potential and that is the Hollywood writer strike that is really 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 pending right now last writer strike happened for 100 days back in 2007 and 2008 the Writers Guild of and it America. The landscape of TV forever. <laughs> Those are the longest hundred days ever. <laughs> the Writers Guild of America, the union representing Hollywood writers, went on strike and the entertainment industry came to a halt. This is a USA Today article that I am referencing. The biggest thing they want is pay, right? Because they're like, the industry yes. has not kept up pay-wise with the changes that have gone on with streaming they cite the fact that there are less episodes that are recorded now and they're paid by episode they still Mm -hmm. don't feel like uh, benefits wise that they're receiving what they need to Um, all of that is on the table and obviously what the um, studios are saying is that they're trying to look at the long-term health and the stability of the industry as their top priority because things have been shaky um you know, streaming services, entertainment conglomerates, and all this are always looking at their bottom line, uh, da-da-da-da-da. What this comes down to is, in my opinion, giving these folks a living wage. That's what it sounds like to me. Yep. And so I obviously am on the side of the writers in that case because these huge inflated companies, I understand that you have to have enough money to still operate, but let's not be naive and say that these uh studios the streaming giants all these folks do not have the money they need to pay these people fairly for the work that they do i'm thinking yep. about this i don't even can't remember the name of the company but it was the ceo was just busted on a call with employees Girl, telling people don't Twitter. worry yeah don't worry about your bonuses uh you know don't don't uh be crying and all this focus on the focus on the money that we need to do this this or that and she had just given herself $1.2 million bonus the year prior. Gaslighting at its finest. I mean, it's wild, right? So what do you think about the possibility of this writer's strike? How sad is it going to be <laughs> if, if great productions have to be halted, even though it's obviously for, for a good cause? So when it comes to this writer's strike... I'm really nervous. As you mentioned, 100 days cost Los Angeles economy an estimated $2.1 billion. I am looking at the New York Times. And all I can think is we didn't get the final season of Girlfriends and we got the Kardashians because of that. The way we know reality TV we know today is because of that writer's strike back in, you know, late 2007, early 2008. I'm concerned because 
the level of quality content has been difficult post pandemic. So like when we started the podcast in 2020, it was booming and we couldn't keep up with all the good projects and things like that. And here we are two years in and sometimes it's difficult to find really good art. And that's because a lot of things changed because of the pandemic. And so with a potential strike on the horizon, I'm just really concerned about, you know, TV and movie landscape Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the short, um, I shouldn't say the short term, but like in the near term, because we didn't start getting the the effects of the pandemic, I think until maybe 2022, where it's like, oh yeah, a lot of things slowed down because guess what? People were writing quarantine at home (laughs) and things weren't being made. And an interesting conversation came up. I love this podcast. It, it's called it's called Vibe Check on Stitcher. It has three hosts, and they're very well versed in Hollywood and the news. And in their conversation in their recent podcast, they talked about how they're concerned that AI is going to become a factor when it comes to Jesus. writing <clears throat> scripts and especially for shows that are very formulaic, utilizing AI to produce different, you know, scenarios and and maybe having a few humans massage it or what have you. But can you imagine I if AI took over writing for TVs and movies? I cannot. I don't want to think about that. You know, know it's already is, making an impact in music it's and making pissing an off musicians. In journalism, apparently there's been some um, articles generated by AI and published by like BuzzFeed. They gave an example. It's too much for me. This technology has al- always been something that I've struggled with on a personal level because I just don't. I'm not someone who is a quick embracer of new technology, mm-hmm. but AI is a whole new ball game and new level. You have a lot yeah. of people who are nervous about what AI is going to do for us and whether or not we really know what we're getting ourselves into. You know what I'm saying? Like we're so destructive. So many of the things we create are so destructive to society. Who knows what this is going to do? I even just got caught up in a whole rabbit hole about Stephen Hawking yesterday. Don't ask me why I was watching some. They referenced Stephen Hawking and I just went down this whole rabbit trail. But even Stephen Hawking talked about this. And I'm like, listen, y'all just let me know when I can wake up out of the matrix because I'm tired. But Delora, I'm sure that Hollywood and the powers that be will find any maneuvers that they can to cut costs, continue to cut costs. I even saw articles saying Netflix is actually probably be one of the least impacted by this because they've cut back so much on producing new content and all this and that for, for the for the year. But it's worrisome as can as a consumer. And if you're someone who works in the industry, worrisome because all of this yes. impacts production all of this impacts all other aspects of the business they even I even saw in this particular article from USA Today that even for those projects that may already have scripts written and all of that 
is going to be up to the actors. Some of the actors may decide if they go on strike that they still will not actually do the projects that are already done to support the writers, right? So you just never know. I hope they're able to come to some agreement, but I hope that the writers are able to get what it is that they need. Because to their point, they literally say in here that we are asking to restore writer pay and conditions to reflect our value to this industry. The survival of our profession is at stake. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So for the love of entertainment, for the love of TVs and movies, can y'all pay these people a, a, a fair decent wage particularly all the money that y'all have available to y'all in the entertainment industry stop playing with these people and yes we have movie stars they're the face of projects but those projects mean nothing if the writing isn't good absolutely absolutely there's many projects that die on the vine even with great casting exactly All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I'm hoping that they can come to some type of agreement and that the writers get what they are owed. So more to come on this in the future, I'm sure, Delora. But speaking of that, those parents and that chemistry, what are we recapping for the people next week? One of my favorite movies and yours too. It is a throwback. I am talking about 2010 Easy A starring Emma Stone. Very, very, very nice. I was debating, I was like, do I actually need to rewatch this movie for the sake of the recap? <laughs> I've seen it so many times. I even have it on DVD, but I still rewatched it again. And guess what? I cackled throughout that entire movie. Like I have not watched it a million times when it came on TNT, you know? Yeah. I laugh at the same spots too in my favorite movies. It's ridiculous, but looking forward to it, Delora. And guys, I know this episode was a little bit heavier. Hopefully you still got some laughs and some entertainment out of it. And we look forward to seeing you next week. So in the meantime, be blessed.